0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever and the
1: only prescription... Smoke. Over the line! This. Sorry, Smokey, you were over the line, that's the
0: policy.
2: Is the Cigar Authority. Is
0: it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The Authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah, Looks like
1: I
3: picked the wrong week to quit smoking. Hands out of the cigar Ooh. industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your hopes.
1: You
4: have to use so many cuss
3: words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would
4: an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name
0: tag. You're in my world now,
4: Grandma. Very stunned.
5: Put the scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, any single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe in a blend
2: Gow. Any Glen. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. Cool.
4: Cool, cool. For the Cigar Authority.
2: I gotta have more Calvin. <laughs>
6: Light them up, light them up, light them up everybody. Broadcasting live from the Le Fleur Dominicana Cigar Soundstage today. I don't know who put the bop in the bop-she-bop, but these guys put the row and the ma in the Roma Craft cigars. Mike Rosali, Skip Martin, brand owners, factory owners have a cigar success story. They're going to talk to you about it and why all the attention on the European cigar market. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority.
5: And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top Ten Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened-to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You can catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. Okay,
6: okay, we're making an audible, which is having the guest on right at the very beginning of the show because uh, we spent uh, yesterday together, and a lot of talking went on. So I figured... There's not going to be a problem here on talking. So uh, welcome to the Cigar Authority. Uh, Mike, you have not been on the show before, no, don't think. first time. First time. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much. Welcome Just aboard. Don't be
5: afraid to speak up
6: there, buddy. Right. There's a microphone. Okay. There, we, there we go. Skip, it's been a while. Been a while, yeah. It's been a while. Thanks for coming up here and uh, spending the day with us yesterday and uh, today here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And uh, let's start off with uh, lighting a cigar right off the bat. Uh, this is the Intemperance. Uh, Barry, what do you got? And then Skip will correct you uh, after.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. Uh, our first cigar today is in Temperance, and it's made at Nicasueño in Esteli, Nicaragua. It features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over Indonesian binder and fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. Today we are lighting up the 5x56 Brotherly Kindness, which retails for seven forty-nine, or for a box purchase, you can get it for one fifty-eight ninety-nine, which is a 12% discount. If you can't find these cigars at your local brick-and-mortar, you can find them at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. How do you do, Skip? Perfect.
6: Yeah? Perfect. Pr- pronunciation, everything was good? Suspect.
7: Perfect. Skip. There was
8: no cinnamon or anything No, like no. There, so. does, <laughs> does the
5: bromance between the two of you go both ways, or is it uh, kind of like the bow situation where you're going to have to have a uh,
6: restraining order against parents?
8: No. no, I... I'm a big fan of Barry.
6: All right, just check. And you've been you've known Barry for a long time.
8: For yeah, for probably at least 10 or 11 years. I would yeah. say. About that,
6: yeah. As you would just a cigar fanatic, which which is what you are. You're a big fan of cigars, not just that you make cigars, but you've always been a cigar geek for lack of a better word, right?
8: Yeah, I mean it's a small world the cigar business. Yeah. You know, people from soccer to you know, Barry, I mean, Yeah. You, you know, you, you just it seems like I've known him for a long time. It's, yeah. it's a huge part of my life, so.
7: Okay,
6: uh. it's been that way for the past couple of years for me, so uh, <laughs> we, we can be in that in that club. Right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence.
9: Excellence.
1: So the cold do- drawer cream soda i'm with you on that there's a little vanilla we don't get the sound effect until he agrees with me correct (laughs) (laughs) that is correct
8: i don't know i got i got uh, a well-fermented tobacco yeah is that what it
6: tastes like yeah no you got to go deeper than that (laughs) you got to go deeper that's the way you taste tobacco is how you explained yesterday that you actually taste tobacco and you say this farm, this t- kind of tobacco, that's what you taste.
8: Well, not necessarily the farm level, but if it's tobacco that we work with, um, you have to be really familiar with it. And then any tobacco that you're about to start working with, uh, you get to know it really well. So um, so every now and then you, you get something, you go, wow, that, that, that tastes like this thing that I remember. A food. Yeah, or, or a smell or okay. something, yeah. So, but I don't usually describe tobacco that way. All right, that's Jonathan. I always anyway. appreciate when
6: Jonathan does. <laughs> Thanks. So uh, what are we using for a light here? Today? We're
5: going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Comet. Make sure I get that in the nice. shot there. The Vertigo Comet features a dual jet. It does have the patented Vertigo big-ass tank and a flip-out bullet punch at the bottom. It retails for 24 Ninety-nine. That's the Vertigo Comet.
6: So, Skip, Mike, why do I see the wrapper that doesn't go all the way to the end of the cigar? What's happening? It shrunk.
8: No, no. Th- so that's one of the kind of aesthetic features of the Intemperance. Okay. Um, it really has two purposes. One purpose is uh, is functional, which is uh, it allows you to. Number one, the Adapodaca that is the second line of intemperance actually is very hydroscopic, and as it dries, it shrinks. So one of the things when you make Adapodaca cigars is you don't actually cut the cigar until after it's dried out a little bit because if you cut the foot of the cigar, it'll shrink up a little bit. And I learned this um, as we started making those the hard way. <laughs> right. So I said, well, I actually like the way that looks, and also when you light it, you're tasting the filler and, and binder Kind of by itself, which is nice, and then the the wrapper kicks in, and you get a little bit of a transition there. So we, we made it a little bit larger and did it on purpose, and uh, it actually makes rolling the cigar a little more difficult. So you know the people in the factory weren't huge fans of this idea. But, yeah, you know, being being the the guy that pays for things. Be,
6: yeah, being you, <laughs> let's make it a little <laughs> bit different. Right. But it's very very small amount that that it's there. You know, I've seen unfinished feet that you know where it all sprays out which is actually a big mistake when it does you usually the ash and flames go everywhere and they burn a hole in yeah the shape. yeah all kinds of stuff happens yeah but not not this this is a very very tight small amount so you're tasting no wrapper on the first draw
8: yeah and the other thing is you remember when we first started <laughs> selling cigars the intemperance probably for the first year and a half we didn't actually have labels so it was a, it was a good way to be able to see in a humidor it was a, it was an aesthetic signature Hello. of the cigar where you could tell, oh, that's aroma intemperance,
6: yeah, without a label, yeah. So, uh, Mike, you, you teamed up with Skip, and uh, I, I remember meeting Skip, handing me a cigar, and the, the idea was there was no band on it, and that's how we were selling the cigar. And um, you put a change, uh, a change to that.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, being in the shops. Thank and, you, by and, the way. Uh, <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's uh, you know, these guys came in and they, they they buy you know eight, nine, ten different unique cigars with you know the. The intemperance you could tell a difference, but then when you get into the Magnet and Aquitaine, you know they were, you know, shades difference, right? So um, regular people couldn't tell what they were, especially if they, you know, first getting into them. So was like, dude, we gotta, we gotta change this up. So we made the change.
8: I, re- I remember those days where we're looking at a bundle of cigars, and Mike and I are looking at them, going, "Okay, is that broadleaf or is that Havana?" Wow! <laughs> you need a lot of light, <laughs> right? right?
6: And you got to imagine to the consumer level, mm-hmm. the store owner level, nobody, nobody's finding out do what they, it
5: is. Do they have a band that's smaller? No. I is there a way to get one smaller than this, or is this the smallest one that they possibly had?
8: Um, I'm sure you could make a smaller band. The, the Pleiades, you guys were talking about a couple of weeks ago, that yeah. had a little, little bitty band. Um at least this one, the, the, the words are printed in a different color I mean, on the Cro-Magnon Aquitaine, That's right.
6: The, <laughs> that's the same color. Make it so it's almost, a, if I have to put a band on it, nobody will be able to tell what it says, <laughs> is, is the idea of it. So it, your company is a little bit, if they zig, you zag. Everybody went to giant bands, you go to the little skinny band. I, I don't
8: think it's reactive in that way. I don't, okay. think it, I don't think it's responsive to what other people are doing. I, we have this thing we, we talk about called being simple but substantial. Meaning, it's it's hard to make things look um, high quality when they're very very simple. It's all in the the little details in the fill of the material, and really that's what a cigar is about. Um, when you strip away the fancy box and you strip away the label, really it just is based on the tobacco, the tobacco, and it's based on the and the smell of the tobacco, the sound of the tobacco, the 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 taste of it, and it's and it's it's really it's. Are you, you have to be more engaged and a little bit more knowledgeable to appreciate the little details. Um, You know, all of our cigars, you know, there's little things that, you know, even if you've been smoking them for a year or two and you you go, wait a sec, you know, I've never even noticed that. You know, and um, I like catching those little details like that.
6: So there's, uh, we have a whole bunch of different listeners from everywhere. And uh, so, Mike, why don't you start with um, how you got into the cigar business and how somebody might know, know of why they should be buying cigars from you because your expertise in the years that you're in the business.
4: Well, I don't you guys, know. Guys, are we seven years now? Yeah, going into our seven.
8: Oh, Mike's going on 11 years yeah. making cigars. All right. So Yeah,
4: so, so I started down in Costa Rica, and you know, the, the whole challenge was there were some rollers that wanted to come into the United States and wanted to, to – to, um, Start making cigars I wanted to, to kind of build another life in you know and, and opportunities and so whenever I, I started bringing rollers into the United States, I had some some retailers that were interested in, in actually having a, a roller in the shop and so with the connection of the factories we could go in and we could blend you know like a house blend and then ha- you know basically the roller would come in we would import the tobacco and and they would create something unique for that store and if the shops liked it and the guys were buying it then we would fulfill the orders from the factory at, at a bigger volume level and you know that spread into three or four five different rollers you know different shops all around Texas and in Oklahoma Louisiana and then during that time I opened up a, a my own brand called Adrian's which is named after my son and then um, <clears throat> you know later on down the road you know Skip and I got hooked up okay. he had a shop and
6: uh, so you went there to try to sell him cigars
4: well at that time it was just really just a relationship thing it wasn't okay. it wasn't really based on you know trying to sell him it was really more just kind of picking his brain as, as far as you know some opportunities and and so when we started kind of getting a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and um, you know we started working on on the opportunity of creating or uh, recreating something that he already had in the shop that, that he could no longer get and then um you know it took a little while to do it, but once we finally did it, you know three or four years later we kind of had created the Cro Magnon, and, and that's when we decided to, to launch Roma.
6: And this is not let me go to a cigar manufacturer and say, Make this cigar for us, like most people do, that brand owners, they own the brand of cigars. But no, let's actually start a factory that's never existed before. You didn't buy somebody's factory, somebody's brand, anything. It's right from the get go, Skip. You go down to Nicaragua and you say, All right, this is the place.
8: Yeah. I mean, I don't think it started there. You know, I'll go back to what Mike was saying is, you know, my store was in Galveston and I had a full-time job and I had a partner at the store that worked it most of the time. So when I was in Austin, Mike worked with the factory and worked with stores and other places. And when he was in Austin, he would kind of pick my brain for retail thought processes. And I would kind of pick his brain for, um, you know, kind of the wholesaler or brand owner thought processes. You know mike's real core competency he didn't cover it there for me when i you know decided hey mike and i need to work together was he import he to support these rollers that were working in stores he imported he he selected purchased and imported a lot of uh, bulk tobacco of different kinds m- many different kinds and and uh built those relationships with people who were selling tobacco so before I, Mike and I started working together to make this cigar, I had decided I, I went to Miami with another guy, and we were going, we talked to everybody who makes cigars for people, and I would have been perfectly happy having someone make the cigar, contract manufacture the cigar for me. I just realized I didn't, I didn't know enough about the cost, you know, accounting, the, the, the way the processes, how do they source, how do they keep it consistent. And really, that's where I kept coming back. And asking Mike, hey, can you inform me on this? Can you know this guy said this? Is that accurate? And then I'm like, well, why do I keep looking for someone else to work with? And they come and ask you, You're if, right? If if they're if they're telling me the truth or not, if I trust you, why don't
4: we just work together? And that's kind of how it started.
6: So you gave up your existing business yeah
4: and and you know early on that was um that was a hard thing to to you know it when you have a lot of time and effort kind of invested in something it's really you know however you know you kind of see where it's going and what it is and you kind of look at the opportunity and and obviously you know there were you know I was juggling a lot at the time a brand you know importing tobacco and you know managing the rollers by yourself one myself right and so all the back-end things you know that's I didn't have the time to really do and that's really you know skips. His his major kind of skill set was was a lot of that stuff that I was kind of I was failing at. Yeah. And so perfect marriage there. Yeah. So it took a little bit of time, and we had some discussions about you know, can we can we do this? Can this work out? You know, what's the plan? And and you know, finally at you know, I said you know it's time for me to let Adrian's go. And and um, you know, the funny thing is is you know that was a pre two thousand seven brand. So who knows what happens with that? But we still have that. Yeah, we still have that in there. So you know, um, so at the time it just was the the right thing to do and. And um, you know, so it, it just worked out. I mean, it's it's um, and it's been a great ride. And Skip, you're, you're a retailer. You closed the retail store. Uh,
8: Hurricane Ike. They closed, the closed it for you, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah you. they uh, took care of that. Yeah. yeah
6: so, actually, maybe a blessing in disguise. It yeah. Moved you yeah. onto it because you may, maybe you wouldn't have went that direction. So you take it at that point, and you say, uh, I'm going to have a factory, and I'll, I'll pop in every once in a while and see if everybody's doing their work. Is that...
8: Yeah, I didn't even really want a factory. I just wanted somebody to make the cigars for me, and then, because I'm a little bit of a control freak, freak. Um, you know. There
4: we go. <laughs> I mean,
8: the whole, my whole life in the cigar business is, it, you know, it's I was a cigar smoker, and then I started uh, being more interested in cigars, kind of got drawn more into it, because I, I wanted to know more about it, and then when I had the opportunity, I opened the store, kind of on accident, because I wanted to be, you know, buy cigars at a discount. And then I, <laughs> and then I really? Did, and then I didn't. Don't let anybody think that out there. And, and then, then the I audience over here. And then I didn't. You know, I had, <laughs> I had a friend of mine who who was involved in the very very beginning of a store, and and and, and you know realized he was in over his head, so I kind of helped him out, and then kind of accidentally got into buying cigars directly from factories, and then kind of stumbled into. Making cigars with Mike, and then kind of, you know, stumbled into being down in Nicaragua a lot, and then that led to building a factory, which led to so um, the move to Nicaragua. Yeah, which led to a Fiorella, (laughs) (laughs) right? The daughter, right? Yeah, so you know, you know, it's one of those things where um, I don't know that I ever. In the beginning, I, I never really set out to be a cigar brand owner. I mean, that wasn't my goal. My goal was to make cigars and reopen another shop. Um, but I don't know. I just figured, you know, it's like, it's like your, your, your coffee and podcast thing. It's yeah. like, you know, you start doing this to kind of do a little promotion for the, st- the store, and then it kind of becomes its, its own, sense it has its own life. Yeah. And, then, and then you start talking about coffee, and all of a sudden, you, you turn this whole room into a cafe, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, interestingly, Mike was. Ta- you were asking about giving up your brand. Um, interestingly, we just hired a new a new guy to work with us. Uh, we don't have a huge team, so when we hire people, it's a very uh, deep thought process, and to make sure that they fit with our existing team. And we just brought Danny Vasquez on. Uh, Danny actually had his own brand as well. Danny had a brand called Voyage, The Voyage, and um, uh, he he had that. I think he worked on that brand for like a, a little over a year, and. Um, now he's kind of you know sat that aside and come to work with us. And okay. so um, in a certain way, Mike's been a great mentor in that sense for Danny because Mike kind of went through the same thing. So it's pretty interesting.
6: Okay. Um, right now we're going to uh, have a ding-ding. Uh, a, a it's time for the matchup of the week. The matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. This is where we hypothetically match – Two people together, and today we have, uh, uh, um, we're talking about, um, let's go to um, Rapper Ice-T. You're, you're into the rap rap music, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're into that. Understatement. Uh, this is versus Mr. T in playing the lead love interest in a soap opera, One Life to Live. Rapper Ice-T
8: versus Mr. T. Oh, that's a... That's a no-brainer. It's a
6: no-brainer.
8: I, yeah. yeah, Ice-T absolutely is going to take that. Uh, Mr. T was not, was not the interp- – have, doesn't have the interpersonal skills that uh, – I pity the fool. I pity the
5: fool that but says that. He yeah. had his own – he had a, a music video about loving his mama. I mean, he, this, this man has a heart of gold. I, I have to disagree with Skip. I'm they, going. They, they, <laughs> they
8: basically had to drug him in order to get him to participate in anything. Right. And, and what you well, point. that's his
5: character on the 80s. Yeah. 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 In real life, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a nice guy. I, I think he has the ability to play a love interest in a movie. He just hasn't been approached because he was typecast in
6: the 80s. And, and he's actually a TV star, an actor.
1: So is Ice-T. Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But that's why it's Mr. T, because Mr. T was a, he wasn't as good as an actor. You don't have good actors on soap operas, so therefore Mr. T. He did movies, rocking. Did Barry
5: Stein just agree with me over Skip Martin? No, I don't th- Someone I, like, take his temperature.
8: Uh,
1: here, here's the deal breaker right
8: here.
5: Rectal Getting please. out of
8: a, of a tracksuit t- 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 to get to the action yeah. is a lot quicker than t- having to take off 150 pounds of
5: gold. Ah. So... <laughs> He makes a good point i'm not changing my mind
6: but <laughs> all right. he makes a good point i think the final answer goes hang to on mike. Mike, yeah
5: mike hasn't mike hasn't weighed in
6: yet no yet.
4: Uh, it's got to be iced tea I mean, ice tea ice teas all about the ladies right so i mean if you ever see any of his album covers i mean you know the syndicate any, you know all of that stuff he's you're, got,
6: into, you're into the rap music too? oh yeah yeah oh yeah okay so Ice tea's gonna take it, that's it. it's Ice tea they that's got some
4: it. bs right there it's yeah. only because ed
5: sullivan's mike can't be on mm-hmm.
6: so uh intemperance that's what we're smoking the intemperance What does that mean? What what should we understand that meaning to a cigar?
8: So the temperance movement um, is is in general, temperance generally, the the movement, political movement uh, or religious movement in the late uh, 19th century was really based on, you know, the age-old kind of controlling people's behavior um, in order to increase the power of that special interest, right? They want to get rid of coffee. They want to get rid of... uh, Alcohol, and they wanted to get rid of tobacco. Tobacco, terrible! Imagine this.
6: (laughs) This is real, real history right here. So,
8: tobacco was a real part of the temperance movement. Um, Tobacco was such a huge part of the economy of the United States at that time that it just was a non-starter. Coffee was very popular with women, and as the women's suffrage movement advanced, uh, coffee kind of fell off the table of the temperance movement. And in order but, but because husbands would get their paychecks in cash on Friday and spend it all before they got home on Friday night drinking or Saturday morning as the case may be. <laughs> yeah. uh, the women were big fans of getting rid of the alcohol. So the women in the religious kind of blocks got together and uh, pushed for prohibition. Um, the period from prohibition starting, um, to the, the 18th amendment to the 21st amendment is really called the period of intemperance in the United States. And the <clears throat> so, um, If you look modern day, alcohol's too much of an economic factor to really kind of really start anything on that. Um, You don't even hear people trying to control alcohol really anymore. Um, The coffee, caffeine, and general sugary drinks. There's a little bit of that, but coffee generally. No, they're not going to
6: touch coffee, caffeine. (laughs) Can't live without my coffee, right? Right.
8: Uh, So now the temperance move, the modern temperance movement is really focused on tobacco, and really we're in kind of this. Into period of intemperance where we're where we're saying, you know, just leave us alone. Let us yeah. let us you know um, consume. This so There's
6: a political statement here. Yeah, it's based
8: on the history uh, of the kind of current struggle we're having with uh, with in the you know anti-tobacco movement. Really.
6: Okay. And how about the other lines you carry? So intemperance. Th- this happens to be. I went to this first because it's the mildest I find of your cigars. Where most of them I find to be. A step or two or three
7: above that. Well, one thing about the the
4: the intemperance line, you have the EC eighteen, which represents the eighteenth amendment, and you have the BA twenty one to Ecuador, Connecticut 18, 18th amendment. Okay. The BA for Brazil Arapiraca, which is the Brazilian wrapper that we use for the twenty first amendment. Same was, fill binder No, completely different. Okay. I mean the same binder, but different filler. Okay. And then and then Cro-Magna and aquatine, which is the the other two lines, which are a little bit more fuller. Um, has the, the broadleaf and then the Habano wrapper. From Ecuador, yeah.
8: Okay. And then we had, we, so interesting, I mean, this is kind of, we talked about this yesterday. The Cro-Magnon was the first cigar we had around ten, 2010, kind of even before it had a name. That was when we were working with with Adrian, with Mike and Adrian, under the Adrian's flag. For, Without the band. Right. And then um, we had a, a wrapper supply issue, uh, and then we kind of decided we needed to make an Ecuador Habano version of the Cro-Magnon which became Aquitaine. And then the actual very first cigars to come to market were the, the Intemperance Ecuador. So the only
6: difference of Aquitaine and cro is the wrapper?
8: That's good. it. Yeah.
6: Wow. And what a difference that makes.
8: And the Femorian is exactly the same cigar with just a Candela wrapper.
6: Wow. It's
8: an excellent. We, when we blend cigars, always from the beginning, is we blend the filler first with an inert binder. And then we, when the, if it tastes good as a cigar with just the filler, Then you add a wrapper on it; just adds another layer of dynamic to it. So a lot of people start blending from the wrapper down to down to down, and we start from the filler. The exception is um, uh, for us with Wonderlust, for example. We started with Modafina and then blended down. But every other cigar, you could take the wrapper off
6: and it would it would smoke great, in my opinion, just based on the filler. So do you believe? So you got that filler and binder so right that any wrapper you could just change any wrapper Not Not
8: any wrapper, but it's kind of one of those things where you're like, okay, this tastes really good by itself. What will take it to the next level? And then you decide which wrapper
6: you're going to go to from there. Because other brands, and I won't name them, I mean, they have changed a wrapper because they actually had to because they couldn't get whatever it was, and they change it. Dramatic change, and much to the worse.
8: Yeah, we've done this a lot in the factory where, especially early on, where we take uh, the filler component of, say, the chromagnin, and put every kind of wrapper we can buy on it and see like for example sumatra for me doesn't work on that blend okay um nicaraguan criollo wrappers aren't as good to me they dry out my mouth and so there's definitely wrappers that don't work on a great blend blend um but i think there are a lot of blends out there on the market where you go this is pretty good and you're getting a lot of the wrapper taste which is a huge cost component of the cigar but if you were to take the wrapper off of that cigar it would be maybe not it would be pretty boring there's a lot of those cigars like that and it was always interesting to me from the beginning i'm like why is these why is this cigar that i'm tasting so much better it's because it's good all the way through mm. it's not just kind of this boring thing that you taste to put a tasty wrapper on so it's been really important to us to as a as a company to focus on the quality of the fillers first you I mean our wrappers are not the prettiest i mean we have aesthetic issues sometimes they're a little veiny um they're all well fermented, and, but sometimes they're a little blotchy. The, that stuff doesn't bother me. When it comes to the wrapper, it's more, or the cigar in general, it's more about how it tastes than how it looks. Yeah.
6: And speaking of taste, Mr. Jonathan, God give him a good one. He's here. Right, he listens so to
5: the show every week. You get yourself a cantaloupe.
6: <laughs> and, <laughs> and you, take, <laughs> you
5: take the seeds out completely, and you're eating the cantaloupe, and you're enjoying it, and you get right down to the very end. And it, it, you're not quite at the green, but right at the end of the cantaloupe, you put a little white pepper, a little sweet cream on it, and you have... The intemperance.
6: Is it amazing how he does it?
5: <laughs>
6: I, I, I told how you, does he do it? I told, how does he, he do it? I told you his format. There's always, <laughs> there's always a little
8: misdirect. It's like, okay, you remember the box of Cracker Jacks? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you open the bag. Not the actual Cracker gotcha. Jacks. Not you the you crack dump Jacks. those yeah. out. And at the bottom, there's this little residue of, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> that. <Yeah. laughs> so you no, meant- you know, the melon, the melon note, I would say that that's a fair thing because... Ecuador and Connecticut has a little bit of that kind of bitterness that the rind would have, but also with it, when you, you just, when it's you're well Just permitted. adding
6: this to, you're uh, adding Ed, to Ed Sullivan, <laughs> I'd like you to rescind the uh, crickets, please, and you're give just me my harp. To this.
8: I, no, I would say that's a great that's a great description because yeah. what he's just described is a little bit of the the kind of bittersweet aspect of the Ecuador Connecticut, um, the sourness a little bit that comes from the Indonesian, the peppery that comes from the Estelí. There's a little bit of a savory flavor that comes from the Pueblo Nuevo and the Olor, but is
6: Indonesian
7: in here.
8: The binder is Indonesian.
6: Oh, okay. You,
7: so you he's that, saying right?
5: I basically
6: nailed
7: it. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I you. I don't
6: Ed have Zeldin. a bell. I don't have a bell. Yeah. <laughs> but. Go ahead. I'll give so, me a so change. Pains yeah. me to do it. But you mentioned but
1: the it. cigars that you have. You mentioned Intemperance. you mentioned Aquitaine. You mentioned Cro Magnon, but you skipped over Neanderthal. Yeah.
8: So, so all those cigars came out in our first year or two, uh, in 2013, 14. We did Neanderthal, uh, and then more recently we did Whiskey Rebellion, which is another a third line of the Intemperance, the WR 1794, and then we did the Wonderlust for um, the European
6: market. And I want to get deep into that um, when we come back from the break. We're going to go to break, and uh, Roma Craft might be a uh, the only cigar I think besides Habanos that's making cigars not for the U.S. market uh, for U.S. consumption but are they and why when we return we're going to get into that we're live from studio 21 podcast cafe and you're listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network this is david garofalo and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years please support your local cigar retailer and i mean it if you don't buy from them they will go away and then what there'll be no place to go. That being said, sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where twoguyscigars.com comes in. It's the number twoguyscigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at Two twoguyscigars.com, you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at 2 guys That's the number 2GuysCigars.com. Thank you for your business.
3: Ooh, we're going to have fun.
0: When the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series, from Hammer & Sickle
6: Now for the amazing part, La Galera Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut Cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is
9: Tony Serino. And this is Carson Serino. From Serino Cigars, you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
6: And we are back live from the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Soundstage, and we're here with the owners of Roma Craft Cigars, Mike Rosali, Skip Martin, and they have a really weird name for their customer base. We're going to find out about that. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, they're not just fans, but they are
1: weasels.
5: That's, that's some sort of signal to the weasels.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. So everybody's going to want to know now, what did you just crack open? I
8: just opened a beer uh, one of your customers brought to us uh, yesterday. It's from a Massachusetts brewery called Trillium. This is the Congress Street Double Dry Hopped IPA.
6: You liked it last night. You like it again, and it's,
5: and it's, it's after uh, 12. No, it's officially 5 o'clock somewhere.
6: Yeah, You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
7: Um,
6: yeah the weasel thing. So,
8: actually, i, I got to be honest. Uh, it was a word used by Brian Hewitt from Stogie Review. Okay. And I just cracked up every time he would use it. And um, it, you know you'd use it. You can. It's it's like the F word. You can use it as a verb, a noun, right. an adjective. So you know, weasel is a verb. Like I'm going to weasel a cigar from you, or that guy's a weasel, which is a noun, or like Bo is, is a proper noun, capital W weasel, meaning that he's kind of in our group yeah. of kind of people that we kind of engage with a lot on social media. And it's not a pejorative. I mean, I think that when people first hear it, they go like, Hey. Great job, weasel. And they're like, well, what are you trying to say? Yeah, you're saying
6: the like, negative thing yeah. to the people that love you the most. Right, you're you trying know?
8: to say I'm a, I'm a mooch? And I'm like, no, right. no, 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 no. It's a, it's a term of endearment. It can be pejorative. Like, yeah. man, that guy's a weasel. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, it's uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, <clears throat> one of my favorite things is when, like, you know, what did I do when I went, hey, you were, the other day you were talking about a cigar. Yes, you did. This, this Atabay. And, and you, and, and you called like, it out. I'm like, it? where's that at? And you're like, oh, it's right here. I'm like, oh, man, I'd love to try that. And you go, That's oh, sure here, have tasty. one. Yeah. And you said weasel. Yeah, and it's like weasel. before you knew it happened, your cigar was in my hand. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> um,
6: it's like forget
4: about it. Yeah. Uh, well, one we- of the things that <laughs> happened, so at the trade show, we were talking about how IPCPR didn't want the new media guys coming to the trade show. Yes. So, you know, Barry was part of that group yep. in his own way. And so we came up with this sticker, and it had a, the weasel smoking a cigar. <clears throat> and it said, uh, you know, they, so IPCPR came out this long list of things that, that you know, we're going to let you in, but you can't do these right. things. You know, you, you know, you, if, if there's a sale going on, you got to leave. You can't ask for samples. You can't do all this stuff. So they weren't allowed to ask for cigars, even though, you know, a lot of them were friends. And and so, uh, so we made this sticker that said, you know, I'm not allowed to ask for cigars, but that sure looks tasty. And I had the weasel kind of. <laughs> so, right.
6: So a little cute way of getting around. A weasel would be a cute way of getting around instead of just coming right out and asking, sure. wow, that cigar looks tasty. Oh, here you go. Well,
4: well, earlier today, we had two or three guys come in and they said, hey, what's that, that box pressed uh, Cro-Magnon that you guys have been flashing on, on social media? You know, mm-hmm. those, those guys are in tune, you know, <laughs> yeah. with, uh, with <laughs> what, you know, the things that we're making, you know, what's that one-off thing that's getting made in the factory or what's that thing that I saw you smoking the other day? How that, do that, I we, get that? that we
8: allegedly gave to someone, yeah. we, which is prohibited. That's right. 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 So
6: we so, ought to do yeah. that. So I, we would never right. do
4: that. I don't know. I don't nothing. No. Don't know nothing. Yeah. So, you know, that, so those guys that, that uh, interact with us on social media and kind of follow us around and come out to the events, and, um, you know, those guys, you know, have been dubbed the Weasel Team.
6: And they want to be Weasels, and somebody has a license plate. Yeah. Craziest thing, you'll never guess who. But
4: tattoos, we've seen guys that have the tattoos. Really? Yeah.
6: They've tattooed themselves.
4: Yeah. Now you've done
5: Anybody it. in, like, on their face or their yes. neck yeah. where you
4: can really see it? No, on the knuckle. I've seen on the knuckles and the back of the leg. But like, it's on know. that, based yeah. on.
6: Yeah. The, that's unbelievable! You did that. I mean, Holly Davison has pulled that off. It's like, how do you tattoo somebody tattoo their logo on there? And it's amazing, and I show up here at a, right a time. Yeah. My God! And he tricked it out magic. They get somebody put the cigar authority on their forehead or something.
5: I think you should do it on your neck first. Yeah, not me. And then,
6: <laughs> you don't have no weasel tattoos. <laughs> no, no. But um, you know, even the, the hats that you have there and the people that are coming in that don't know your stuff very well and there's one you know somebody says oh there's a, a geico on the thing and i said no it's a, it's a weasel <laughs> oh it's a weasel i'll take the one that says aroma uh, on it okay but then other people come in and say i'm taking the weasel i want the weasel. And they know exactly well what yeah it i mean like I mean, you're in on it it's mm-hmm. it's
8: pretty amazing how many cigars stores that i can walk in and sit down and start smoking a cigar and nobody knows who i am i I'm, I'm certainly not like, you know, Sokka or Pete Johnson or Rocky Patel and, and have no desire to be like that. Um, actually, in the stores, people know Mike a sure. lot more than they know me. Um, but, you know, there are those kind of moments, like one of my proudest moments in life is my daughter came to the, my daughter Ivy came to the, yeah. to the trade show last year. You met her. Beautiful girl. Um, she said, hey, you'll never guess what happened. You know, I connected in San Francisco. There was this guy wearing a Roma Craft hat. I went up to him I said hey do uh, you smoke cigars and he goes yeah you know this middle-aged guy and in, in this yeah. you know 20-year-old woman's loving, coming up going you loving know it. you <laughs> don't you don't you don't expect that yeah. and then and then she goes uh, that's Aromacraft. and he goes yeah yeah that's my one of my favorite cigars he goes my da- my dad is Skip Martin and he goes oh really Really? And oh, I, and cool, right? So it's, 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 it's just like, can you know, I have someone react? Some weird, <laughs> you know, a random guy in the middle of nowhere says that, you know, you're, and, and, you know, you, my daughter is like, hey, I told you, I'm kind of a big
1: deal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I
6: tell you that? <laughs> kind of a big deal. Right. Okay, so let's get to the European subject <clears throat> here that, um, you know, there's cigars in the U.S., 80% of, I would say 80% of all uh, cigars,
1: cigars consumed, consumed
6: of premium cigars. Long color premium cigars, yeah. Uh, consumed in the U.S. So you got 20% uh, over in Europe, and of that 20%, go back a few years ago, almost 100% of that was Cuban cigars, but we're seeing the change up that I think the people in Europe are finally getting it and understand that there's other things out there besides that. Um, but you've actually made a cigar brand that we cannot buy here in the United States, but only in Europe. What's with that?
8: So, um... the 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 brand you're talking about is Wonderlust, and um this is this is it's pretty simple and straightforward there was a rapper that we wanted to work with that's actually very hard to get in esteli if you're a small guy uh brazil Matafina. i really have always been fascinated by the rapper we use a lot of autopadaca from brazil modafina is pretty much considered the best rapper from brazil and by a lot of people is considered the best rapper in the world um the the thing is is you know i didn't want to create another cigar and release it that c- would always be sold out and that nobody could get and i knew i could couldn't make that m- many wow. so we made a cigar called the Oroboros for a shop in in chicago which got a lot of critical acclaim but it was way way under the radar we, we kept it that way on purpose um
6: a continuing s- selling product or just Yeah, a- yeah okay. it's, a, it's
8: a shop in Chicago called the Blue Havana uh one of the it was one of the shops that I walked in and bought a cigar 25 years ago oh. right so um the owner i had known for a long long time <clears throat> so um the thing is it's very very hard to blend with um and I'm just you know I was proud of the Ouroboros but I felt like we could we could do more and then um skip four we met uh, philip schuster and amory schuster uh they've been making cigars in germany for more than 100 years um we met with them and he gave me a, a little cigar called Triali, which is i'm sure i'm mispronouncing that uh it's it's a machine made cigar it's 100 percent. It, it's a modafina wrapper and it has hundred percent one type of cuban filler and it, it was just fascinating to me how you could uh, make a cigar that had two types of tobacco that was so complex and had so much flavor and um, balance and on a machine. Right. <laughs> and so uh, I really got interested in understanding how they made cigars, and then we started touring his factory and seeing all the tobacco he had. And we talked about this yesterday, but he buys A-grade long filler and then shreds it up. Yeah. Right, where, where a lot of people who make machine-made cigars buy sh- Shortcut or yeah. uh, scraps, basically. Yeah. So uh, we we go down. They to want his, it
6: for consistency to have the exact product. Right. Yeah. So
8: we go down to his uh, bodega, and he has like three million dollars, like ten years worth of tobacco. Stockpile. It's it's in for guys like us. Yeah. I mean, I've been in, I've been in the warehouse in Santiago with Benji Menendez where they show us the the sixty million dollars worth of tobacco, and you're just fascinated. It's literally as tall as a building. Yeah. It's, as big as an airport hangar yeah and um but this was a little guy who made machine-made cigars and you walk in here and you see in the middle of Germany in the middle of Germany uh, in a factory that survived two world wars and you, and you go in and you see you know the palm-leafed kind of Cuban tobacco bales and bales and bales of that and then you see all the Brazilian tobacco and you'll start looking at the codes on it what year it came out you know how you know and you're just just fascinating But you start seeing a lot of tobaccos in there that are the same tobaccos we use, Uh, Olor Lajero from the Dominican, uh, from from Leo Reyes, Um, the uh, Esteli Lajero, uh, the same source that we buy it from. And you start realizing that he's basically doing the same thing that we're doing, except he's been doing it a lot longer and knows a lot more. So the problem we were having is getting good supply of consistent, high-quality Modafina and he's been buying it so long, uh, 30, 40 years, that he has these contacts that even people that we get tobacco from don't have. And so I said, you know, I'd love to blend a cigar inspired by the tobaccos that are in your bodega that that you sell exclusively. And uh, it kind of went from there. And, and that's, that's, you know, why we...
6: But y- they don't blend it. You, you buy the tobacco
8: from them and then put, put it... We buy a couple of... Comp- he sources a couple of components for us, yeah. and then we import them from the Dominican. And you've given them
6: the cigar to see?
8: Yeah, yeah. It sell, uh, I think last year we did about 100000 We could probably sell three times that. But uh, if we sold it in the U.S., we could probably sell five times that. But So
6: through that distribution channel in... in his distribution channel there in, mm-hmm. in that country.
8: Yeah, it's it's pretty, and we could talk about this more later. But it's pretty common in Europe for, like, say, a company like um, La Florida Minica, We'll talk about Placencia because they. Yeah, were,
6: the, the answer is that it it isn't as like it is here, where Mike comes into the store and sees a store owner and says, "What do you want?" It doesn't work like that. Right
8: in this in the U.S., the stores themselves are distributors. So in Texas, for example, Pipe World in Austin is one of our local stores. They have a distributor license. And so they buy from the distributor license from outside of states. They, they pay the state tax and then they transfer it to their retailer license where they sell it to consumers. But it's very common in the U.S. for retailers to buy directly from the people who make the cigars right. or the people who import the cigars. Not so there. In Europe, they buy it directly from the importers or the people who, make, the people who import or make the cigars. But generally, those people are not the people who, who made them. So the Schuster's import the cigars from Nicaragua, from Nicosueño, and then they sell them uh, to retailers in Germany. It's pretty common for brands or manufacturers like us to have a different distributor in every country or region. I think uh, Nestor Andreas yesterday said they had 47 different distributors. Um, For us, it's a little bit different because the Schuster's also export their own cigars to the EU within the EU so they sell their Schuster uh, cigars to other countries so they actually import our cigars sell them in Germany and also export them for us to Switzerland to Czech Republic to uh, Holland to Belgium to uh, now to the UK Um, pretty much all the big cigar smoking countries except for Spain and France I would say we're we're in I think 14 countries now very small numbers but um, Well, you know, to give you some sense, we we make about 1.2 million cigars at the factory. About 150,000 of those are made for uh, private labels, Palestania and Fable for other brands. And then the other, you know, 1 million or so are Roma. Out of that 1 million, probably about 150,000 are exported to Europe.
6: 100,000 are, are wonderlust, and about 50,000 are all of our other brands. Yeah, so maybe 10%, a little, little more than 10%. We're, we're saying that uh, the guesstimate is about 20% of the population is smoking cigars in, in, in Europe, of premium cigars. Now, you talk about the little cigars that they make, we're talking about um, the consumption in Europe. Of little machine-made cigars are in the billions. Billions, yeah. We're we're talking 300 premium cigars sold in the U.S. Billions and billions of these guys exist in Europe and sell lots and lots of cigars. But we're starting to see more um, where they would look at premium cigars and say premium cigars are Cuban cigars. You have machine-made cigars and Cuban cigars. But now more and more, uh, better than the 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 estimate now is better than 50 percent is Nicaraguan. Dominican new cigars. World cigars, New the, World, they call it.
8: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah you, you know, and that's the way they divide it. Is what they call yeah. Cuban cigars are kind of old world cigars, and everything else is a new world cigar. Um, if you go back to when cigars were being made in Florida, and there were cigar factories all over the United States. City. Yeah, I mean, I think some like eighty percent of the people, in, men in the United States, smoked cigars, uh, big cigars, long, hand rolled, long filler cigars. The quality differentiator back then was, they were, even though they were all assembled in the, in the United States, was whether the tobacco inside of the cigar was 100% from, from one country or from Cuba, in that case, yeah. or had tobacco from other countries. And the lesser quality cigars would take Cuban tobacco and they would blend in other things in order to make them a little less expensive. So you would take... A Cuban wrapper, maybe throw some other binder on there. Maybe 50% of the filler would be from some country other than Cuba. <coughs> so you, to, a good cigar was a Puro, yeah. was, or a cigar where the wrapper, filler, and binder was from one country. And a, and a less, lesser quality cigar was not a Puro.
5: Isn't, and isn't it basically the opposite now? You want well, a blended cigar.
8: And this is our message as we go around Europe and talk to, to people, consumers in Europe and, and stores in Europe, is... This misconception of uh, a, a puro being a higher quality cigar um, is not is not true anymore because the 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 craft of growing, curing, and fermenting tobacco had outside of Cuba has 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 met up with or surpassed uh, what was happening at Cuba, and so um, to get someone to smoke a cigar and say okay we realized that not only is this a new world cigar, this is a cigar that has tobacco from five different countries. Mm. And it's, you know, that's not done to make it less expensive. It actually makes it more complicated. But because you're mixing tobaccos from different com- countries and different regions within countries, there's a whole lot more kind of palette of colors or flavors that you can, can de- deliver and the people who know how to do that well can produce a product
6: that's superior to a puro. All of a sudden, you changed the wrapper on this, and you said, "Oh my God! Look what it did! It brought it into another dimension."
8: Yeah, I of mean, what happened here? I think you know their big thought process is, is: where is the tobacco on the plant? You know, is it velado? Is it medio tiempo? Is it uh, seco, viso, or lajero? And 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 that's they they judge the complexity of a cigar based on which priming you use, as opposed to. Uh, the complexity coming from the fact that you can use um, a sweeter tobacco from Jalapa or a, a stronger tobacco, a peppier, more pe- full-flavored tobacco from Esteli. And yeah. that, I don't think that they, they've never even really thought in terms of regions within Cuba. Um, so it's a it's a new way of thinking for people who who've been smoking cigars for a long time. And I
6: got to thank that to social media because I think that's a big part of the, they're seeing how the U.S. people are gravitating to different cigars and they're seeing the world of cigars as opposed to the way it used to be, of the, their little cigar world of this is the way it is and we smoke these little machine made cigars. They're seeing the these world of blended, premium cigars.
4: Well, one of the things that's really interesting is you know kind of going into that. You know, they don't really have the big walk-in humidors with the boxes wide open. You know, it's all based in a cabinet behind the register. You know, hey, I'm, I am I want to come look at a punch or I want a or I want whatever. And then the guy goes and gets the box. He opens it up and he, he may pull out two or three. And the guy will, will individually go through and sort out to try to find the darker cigars There's or it. the ones that he you know, or the yeah. lighter ones, depending on his, his flavor profile. And then. Pick out the five or ten that he wants, to go. These are the ones that
6: I want to take. It's yeah. not like a candy store where you go into a cabinet, for instance, you're looking. Let me grab one of these, one mm-hmm. of these, but it's. This is the brand I want. That's it. They're missing the whole world of cigars if they just go into their go-to. I always say that. You know, I, I love certain cigars and they're my you know in my regular rotation. But if you don't go around, you're missing the whole world of cigars. I mean, the whole thing's missing.
8: Yeah, and 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 smoking Cuban cigars in Europe is a rich man's habit. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you can't afford to smoke. You know. $15, $25 cigars every day. Well,
5: and they're also a much more frugal market. They prefer to spend in the 4 and $5 range versus where the average customer here is going to be in that $8, $9, $10 range. Well, right. 10, 10 euros
4: is still the threshold. So if it's, if it's over 10 euros, it, that's kind of the, ooh, let me think about Psychological that. Psychological, same yeah. as here. Yeah. Okay,
6: it's, right now it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. The Don Rafael offer of the day. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so... For how much? So today is $1,000, and I know you guys are uh, really uh, doing, doing well with your business. Congratulations. But for, for Barry, $1,000. Uh, <laughs> eat plain oatmeal only for one full year. With the water or just the powder? No, with the water and everything. $1,000. No, no.
1: $10,000. I wouldn't eat oatmeal for a week for $1,000. Maybe. Probably not. I don't like the consistency of it. So it's a consistency issue.
6: I like 50, the way $50,000 sold. <laughs> That's all you need is oatmeal, sold. plain oatmeal, sold. nothing else. Sold. For one year. Sold.
5: But you make it to uh, 360 days and you eat a piece of toast, it's over. Or you put
6: butter or
1: I sugar in it. I think once you get it. past the first 100 days, it's downhill. It's easy.
6: And I say this, I, this was my go-to because Mike, you're half the man you used to be. You, you've been doing very, very good. You've been on a diet for a little bit. A little bit. I'm yeah. intrigued by it because I need this. The new year is coming.
4: Okay. You, you, we'll you, get you in you, shape. You're on what? It's called uh, ketogenics, keto diet. So it's a, it's a form of um, kind of paleo-ish, but it's uh, really what the diet is. It, it's kind of, it's a little different, but uh, it's 70% fat. So avocado, macadamia nuts, eggs, bacon stuff like that, um, MCT oil, avocado oil. Um,
6: now, you could have coffee, right? Yeah, coffee, absolutely.
4: But so, so your man here. Yes. Yeah, so we were talking you know about this earlier. Oh,
6: you were talking, okay, yeah.
4: so, okay. So actually, you know, what was funny about it is, I, you know, I, I asked him, I said, you know, hey, I hear you put the butter in your, in your coffee, right? You
6: know, he puts butter in his coffee. Yeah. What? That's right. Take so a slab so, of butter, so puts it in his coffee. If
4: you blend it up, it just becomes like a heavy cream, right? Oh, it's so, awesome. Yeah. You've had it. You like I know.
6: it. You like it. My problem is I don't need to put butter in my coffee, right? <laughs> I think it's a bad thing. But you've dropped so eighty-something so pounds. Yeah.
4: So uh, you know, at my highest, I was three hundred and seven uh, pounds, and uh, I kind of started this journey. Actually, the guy Brian is, uh, is he's back there. He's got a gym that uh, he's opening up with Matul. Um, anyway, so uh, he invited me up, and um, when I when I really kind of was was getting into. At first, I just was doing. Just like grilled meats and, and salads, right, with a uh, little bit of olive oil and and vinegar. Um, so, you know that that I was weight was coming down, but not nothing. I mean, just kind of normal kind of weight loss, right, just because the changed the diet. So I cut out sugar, bread, pasta, uh, most carbs. Now, all carbs. now
6: it kind of got sad on I me. Mean, yeah, you just, just talking, you just heard right? his feelings right. So, there. and we already had this conversation. I got really sad, and this is and this is why the go-to type of type of thing that. Just say this is all I'm gonna eat. Sure. And I think it, it's better than trying to say that the weight watcher calorie barrier, you're paying attention here. So when to bring so you, would you do a, it, would you do the oatmeal for a year? He's or? he's basically doing it now that he's saying I, I'm having no pasta, no bread, um, no no sugar product at all. No. I mean it's you might as well just eat oatmeal, but I don't know, you sure. can even yeah, have oatmeal. No,
4: you no, can't eat oatmeal. No. Um, but whatever it know. is. Sure. So so the you know, um,
8: to, to me, the whole thing feels a little like your friend's been inducted oh. into a cult. Yeah, he's a little and upset. He's a little upset. I mean, I have an emotional relationship with food. Me too. It's I'm not, with you. Barry, chime in here. Mike <laughs> views food as fuel. You know, he yeah. switches from diesel to ethanol. It doesn't matter. It's just he's, he's driving his car. He just needs to get it from A to B. I, I don't think about food that way. So it's a different. It's a love affair.
6: Of course, yes. yeah, it's it's feeling And, and were you like that yeah. at 300 pounds?
8: You yeah, no, I mean, I was right food? there next to him. That, okay. that, so
4: that, that's the thing. I mean, part of the problem? You know, when the restaurant I owners get, would see us come of, in.
8: I did get all of his old jeans, which has yeah. yeah. worked out for me.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I brought in a stack of Ralph Lauren Polo jeans. and like, hey, man, these, yeah, these about $800 worth of I gotta jeans. I got to get
6: Barry doing this because it'll help me if he's doing it, too.
4: Yeah. Well, well, that's that's the thing. I mean, once once you kind of get into, so so really what it routine. comes down,
1: once you get into the routine, once you get
4: in the box, that's what I call it. Like, once you're in the box and, and you're kind of focused in on it, and then when you start seeing the the weight loss come off, then you're like, okay, let's go another ten pounds. Let's go another five pounds. You know, and then you know then you start doing the cardio, and then you start doing the exercises, and then you how know, much more you're gonna go? I got another twenty five pounds to go. So my my goal by February is to come in and just be shredded. That, that's I mean I'm I mean I'm working on it now. So but I wanna I'm gonna live and here my it shirt. Is up, November. And it. This is November that's it. right now. That's You're gonna it. do it that so, fast. The, so the only hard.
8: the only thing that's shredded in my life is carnitas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the problem is yeah. if, if I actually worked in Austin, um every time I come into town he's like, Man, you gotta leave. It's like it's like, you know, Let's go eat here. I see your pictures. I follow you, man. And he's like, "You're like such a huge bad influence." I'm. I'm like, I'm just trying to it's live not, my not, life,
4: not, enjoy yeah. yeah. well, my life. I think um, the the thing that probably hurts the most is you know I gave up drinking as well, so so no more beer, no more alcohol, you know. But uh, <laughs> I'll
6: t- you're not living your life I, when I, is, no, it's no, so no. A drink. sad. The yeah. the
4: goals have changed, right? The goals have changed, and you know, and and quite honestly, whenever you know. Um, A couple years ago, when Skip had his incident and and got a little sick, you know, one one of us has got to be a little healthier than the (laughs) other, right? Right. (laughs) Ah. This is all yours if he goes down.
8: (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be Fiorella and Mike are gonna. That's be, right. He's like,
4: yeah. you gotta take care of my daughter. I'm like, man, yeah. don't put the pressure on me, you know. So you realize I mean. the
1: two of them are like the Felix Unger and Oscar oh, Madison of Oh, um, it's It is,
6: right. and, and I got him right next to me. He's put, yes. but I thought it was the weirdest thing. He put butter in his coffee. I'm going, and he yells at me about the type of food I eat, and at the same time he's putting a slab of butter in the in the coffee. I dropped 33 pounds. Boom. It's amazing. So we, we got a lot I see of. Yeah, I'll art. put butter on a pop tart, but not. Here we there. go. So will in, I. In his, in his so oatmeal. I.
4: Can I put butter in my oatmeal?
6: No, you cannot. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to light up something weird from Romacraft and find out uh, if the Cro-Magnon firecracker is a thing of the past or will it be making its triumphant comeback in the near future. Stick around. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
0: Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at aging room cigars as Rafael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for aging room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging
9: Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar, to perfection. You've heard us talking before
0: about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal.
5: The 15th Anniversary has also been named a Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th
6: Anniversary. The La Galera Habato uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar
10: who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino
0: this yep is the Cigar Authority. That's right, the authority. We can't
1: have anyone freak out out there, okay? On
9: everything cigar. You're
1: just too far. In,
9: There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. A,
7: keep our exposure.
4: With your host, David Garofalo. On the count of three. Name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One.
9: Two, three Velociraptor,
4: Mr. Jonathan. You know
0: what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. A-
1: Very stuff. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former Keeper now. I'm about to become the Masters champion.
3: It's time to light 'em
5: up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good, Good
1: housekeeping it. for
5: the
9: cigar authority. Did we just become best friends. Yep.
6: And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Florida Minacana Cigar Sound Stage located at Studio Twenty-One Podcast Cafe, and still with us. The Row and the Ma of Roma Craft, Mike Rosali, Skip Martin. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority.
5: And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com.
6: Sean, the barista is here, and he is uh, touting a coffee that Skip Martin was nice enough to bring. Skip, what are we drinking here?
8: So this is uh, one of Colin and uh, Andrea's uh, blends, I guess you would say. It's a Cuban-style coffee. It's all 100% Nicaraguan. It's not their new Cuban coffee. Yeah. Uh, But it is... uh,
6: so they it, tried to blend, like people do in cigars, tried to blend so. to make a Cuban cigar, taste like a Cuban cigar. They're trying to blend Nicaraguan coffee to taste Cuban?
8: I think it's, I think it's more the roast and the grind is specifically uh, the best for making Cuban-style coffees, meaning the, the process of Cuban-style coffees, not the flavor.
6: Okay. So, uh,
4: so this has sugar in it? Oh, yeah. Then I can't drink it. Okay. So... I'll pass. Yeah.
6: Can you make him a uh, espresso without coffee, without uh, sugar? Coffee. Without, without sugar. sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee without I'll coffee. pay
0: to see that. It's
8: good. That's all right. I'll drink Mike's. This, this is how this is how Barry. This likes is it. this is why I'm gaining weight. Is you know they bring the hamburger. <laughs> right. They bring the hamburger. Mike with the takes bu- the, with the
6: bun. Mike takes the bun the, the yeah. off, and I eat that too. Oh, two so. buns. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, yeah, this is much like how Barry makes his coffee
1: where you grind the you uh, basically when you make Cuban coffee uh, you're going to add best way to make it in a one cup cup maker coffee maker you gonna add like five teaspoons of sugar you're going to let the first drips enter the sugar and then you're going to whip the sugar into a paste and it creates a foam on top of the coffee that's called espumita and that's Cuban coffee
6: five cups of sh- five, five teaspoons, teaspoons of sugar in, in one little teeny cup this is the problem, right? So
4: sugar was the hardest thing for me to give up. It was absolutely the hardest thing. Like, that was the thing that I, you know. Because we're addicted. Yeah. Uh, we, really we, we
6: had a doctor on last week who said, that it was his birthday, actually, and we got a birthday cake for him. and. Uh, Junk science. He said, I'll have it after. And Junk after he said, I'm not going <laughs> to eat it. Fake news. Because of the sugar. But he, had, he was smoking coffee. He was drinking coffee, smoking cigars, but he would not touch. Thank you. His own birthday cake. I'd like to draw your attention
5: to Sean's new hair color, yes, by the way, because uh, it's no longer Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so
6: he has gone platinum. Yeah, he is blonde. Speaking of platinum, so uh, <coughs> and that seems to work for him, but this usually doesn't work for me, which is cigars that have a green color to them, a fluorescent green color. But I, as I said and I mentioned it on the show. Everybody ends up giving me a Candela cigar saying, try this, you'll like it. And I said, I don't like Candela. And they said, well, try this one, you're going to end up liking it, and I've got to give it to you. It's the first time it's ever happened that this cigar actually is good because it doesn't taste like a Candela. And we had a customer come in yesterday to buy the Candela cigars, and he says, it doesn't taste enough Candela to me.
8: Yeah, he said it's the worst Candela he ever smoked. He, yeah, he bought, he, he bought two, bought boxes.
6: two boxes. Two boxes he bought, so... Here we go there.
8: So, so Candela is, it has a couple of names. They call it Double Claro, uh, American Market Selection. Candela is more the, a descriptor of the process, um, which is essentially it's Ecuador, Connecticut, the same as the other cigar we just smoked. In fact, it could come from the same farm. Uh, it comes from the same source. In the curing barn, instead of allowing 30 to 60 days for the Ecuador, Connecticut to cure, they actually light fires in the barn and dry the tobacco before the chlorophyll leaves the leaf. So it it's dried, it's cured, but it's done it so quickly at such a high heat that the the color uh, of the chlorophyll of the leaf remains in the leaf. But it also changes the flavor. <laughs> well, it 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 does have a different uh, flavor, definitely, than than the fully cured slow right. slow cured tobacco. Now, is this uh,
5: does it become get fermented after that in addition to remove no the other stuff?
8: No, and we had this conversation the other day and someone who's, who's really knowledgeable about tobacco didn't know this um, Ecuador, Connecticut in general um, is not fermented. It, it, it's actually used in the color or the, the state <coughs> that it ends up in after being cured. So thin tobaccos like Cuban wrapper, uh, Ecuador, <coughs> Connecticut, very thin shade grown wrappers are not fermented at all. Uh, sometimes they say it's aged, meaning they've taken cured tobacco and putting it in a dry, cool place for a long time, and, it's a, and, and that does have a little bit of an impact on the on the tobacco. But um, it's not fermented at all. No.
5: So th- with that, that explains why Connecticut Shade tends to have more of a almost a bitter component to it, right? Because right. It, you ha- you still have all of the impurities that you wouldn't have in fermented tobacco.
6: Correct. All right, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal s chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence.
1: So really quickly, as they mentioned, it has a Candela wrapper, Cameroon binder, and it's a Nicaraguan Dominican filler. Um, it measures 5 by 56 They're $7.99 a single or $169.99 for the box, which is 12% off. And if you can't find these at your local brick and mortar, you can find them at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. While
6: they last. They're not yeah. going to last. Now yeah, let
1: we- me ask you a quick question on that. We had Rudy in the chat box. He asked, uh, have you ever thought about creating a cigar with a Cameroon wrapper? You use it as a binder.
8: Yeah, the, the, I love Cameroon. In fact, some of my favorite cigars historically, and Dave and I were going down memory lane the other day, yeah. uh, yesterday. Um, i love cameroon um african real african Cameroon. and i'm not talking about ecuador cameroon but real african cameroon tobacco is is great um or even kind of the cameroon that the fuentes use in in their cigars i love that uh, wrapper it's just very expensive and very very hard to find there is a factory in sle that uses a lot of cameroon wrapper and they yield out a lot of cameroon binder from that wrapper leaf and that's actually where we source our Cameroon binder. Um, if if I had to actually go t- buy, uh, cam- you know, we don't we don't actually process most of our tobacco in terms of we don't ferment it. So um, for me to go buy raw Cameroon, I just don't have the space to to create pilons of Cameroon and keep them around for ten years. And nobody's so, doing it in SLE, No one is
6: doing it. Who's willing to sell it? Yeah. Yeah. So it becomes a a product of, you can't get a hold of it, and your stuff is as limited as it is, it would make it really crazy at that point, the little amount you'd be able to get to do that.
5: So we're gonna light our cigar today with the Vertigo Comet. This is a dual jet, and uh, one thing I neglected to point out in our Vertigo commercial earlier is the dual jets point, so you get pinpoint accuracy. The jets are angled slightly. It does have the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. It's got a flip-out bullet punch.
6: And it retails for
5: $24.99. That's the Vertigo Comet
6: It's got the little window in there so you can see the like fuel that. thing. I like that. Me too. So this particular
8: wrapper, um Noxa, the the factory that uh, Steve Saka uh, recently talked about, uh, this is a factory is owned by the Olivas from Tampa. We buy a lot of Ecuador tobacco in general from from uh Prosec-Nixa, that that company. Um, and we also actually source a lot of tobacco from Anoxa when we're running low on things we need more of because Esteban's brother uh, runs that factory, Raul D'Isla. Um, and they make a lot of candela cigars for catalogs and, and other less expensive kind of cigars. Um, when they're using their candela, because it's not fermented, you can't control the color of it as, as, as easily as you can with ferm- fermentation sure. process so some of it is very very light and some of it is very dark and there's what we do is we ask them to set the dark candela aside uh, the darkest uh shade and when they have enough when they have enough to make a bale 110 pounds or so we actually pick that up and then we make uh these cigars when we're making these we generally will make some of the black irish we'll make some of the kind of inter- other interesting things we make uh, with, the, with the stripes and yeah. everything. Um, so all of our limited things, I mean, we call them limited, the, the sizes that aren't part of our core line, we generally only make about 100 or 200 units a year. So it's between 2,500 and 3,000 cigars a year. No, it's nothing. Um, these, these we really kind of make based on when we have the tobacco to right. make them. They're the exact same cigar. One of the coolest things about cro Aquitaine and these, these cigars is someone could be, ma- a buncher could be making EMHs and we can decide in the middle of the process, hey make 200 of those Candela or make half same of those. Same
6: filler and binder as Cro-Magnon. Is right. it? It's right. unbelievable that it, it's the same cigar. Because <laughs> it does not taste like the same. cro is too full bodied for me. Yet this is not.
8: That's because the, the Broadleaf is a pretty powerful um, in robust. flavor-wise, robust tobacco.
6: And now also that, you know, you're saying you're using the darker Candela wrapper. It seems to be less grassy. There's a hint of it in there.
5: Right. The, it really is present mostly in the aroma that more than it is in the flavor
6: coming off this.
1: i right. And on, on first light, and it quickly dissipates. Like when I first lit it up, I got it, but then it sliced
8: yeah, the to the n- n- background.
1: I wonder if I would
6: know blindfolded if this was a Candela cigar.
8: We have, a, we have a line of cigars called Craft, and um, it's the La Campana de Panamá Soberana. I don't know if you've ever had that. It's the one that looks like a little uh, the, the gentleman brought two. Yeah, yeah I saw that, it yeah. Yeah. for the first time, yeah. Yeah, so we made one of those uh, in 2013 as our craft line of cigars. It's very extremely limited um, limited edition.
6: Even the paper that was around it, which was a um, clear.
8: Right. Uh, this, year's, this year's version is a Pennsylvania Broadleaf on top of a candela wrapper and the foot of it is completely closed a closed foot with candela so when you light that cigar it's 100 percent candela wrapper and it's it's not super pleasant
6: yeah i'm <laughs> so, sure i'm gonna hate it <laughs> right but
8: well, it, it's a great dynamic in the tasting of that cigar it's actually almost kind of like uh you know the the pain you get when you're getting a shot, it's it's uncomfortable. At the same time, you kind of want a little bit more of it, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) sick. I might have revealed a little too much about myself. I can relate to that. (laughs) How much
5: much of your success as a company do you think can be attributed to the fact that uh, some of your cigars are very limited and become sought after? Does that help drive business towards your core line, or do you feel like it robs from your core line? There's a balance.
8: There's a balance, yeah. I mean... We going back to those, you know, that million number, probably less than uh, you know, 5% of that overall number are these kind of weird sizes and things. And we do those things just so, pe- you know, when we come to an event, generally, there's two kinds of people. People who are really, at, you know, aren't followers of what we do. They buy our stuff every day. And when you come into a store like Two Guys and you have guys that buy Roma Craft every day, it's nice to have something that they don't usually get mm. to buy. At that same event you have the guy who's never smoked aroma craft and for them our our, you know we we want to turn them into the other guy so it's you know it's good to have the core line stuff um all of our stuff is small production in terms of the the cigar business in general so i would say at one point or another almost everything we make is hard to find if you if you uh if you if you're looking for a specific thing, sometimes it's hard to find exactly that thing.
6: How many locations retailers are out there?
8: We have 200, about 250 to 300 in the U.S.,
6: and we have 80 in Europe. Okay. Retail shops. All right, so the big question, the question they're all, they're all wondering about, so I'm going to just throw it over to you. The Firecracker by Roma Craft, the fastest sellout ever. Here are two guys, ever. Will we ever see it again? I if I
8: see... you <laughs> stumbling, if, folks. If I see a purchase order, then we really? can have that conversation. Is it that yeah.
6: simple as a purchase order? What's Remember the
4: conversation about a bag full of cash? Yeah. 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 bag full of cash, that was everything. All right.
5: Um, the check ain't going to bounce, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, What's
8: great about the firecracker is it's very small. It's right. like three and a half inches. Save you little
6: pieces up.
8: So it's... Well, it's just easier to... It's easier to... Uh, It's easier – you can use any wrapper we have to make that cigar. So, yeah, if you send me a PO, um, we'll definitely – I can't tell you when we'll – No, that's all right. Next year, I I can just tell you in general, if you like Broadleaf, Connecticut Broadleaf cigars, um, the crop from Connecticut last year was not great. Yeah. And we've had a really hard time sourcing. Generally, we would be sourcing uh, in – we, generally, we would be using the tobacco we, we selected last year now and preparing it for using in the first six months of next year, and we would be sourcing tobacco that we're using in the second half of next year and, and, and in 2019. And we're having a really hard time finding the type of tobacco that we use. So
6: and you, that's what you
1: use Broadleaf on the f- firecracker?
6: Yeah, it's Is the it? same as
1: the cro Magnum. Okay, yeah. so maybe uh, the Arapiaca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we can, we can definitely. Uh,
8: yeah.
1: We can definitely
8: look and, at that. Change Could we? Uh,
5: d- could we mess around and maybe have? Uh, no. Have a little candle. <laughs> no. <or something. laughs> Just a hundred boxes for me. Call it oh, the Mr. My, Jonathan edition.
1: No, I don't think so. <laughs> can you, I, can you even go I'll buy the, two of them. Can you even go to the Aquatane blend with the bottom wrapper. On the fire. Cleaner. I would like it better.
7: Mm-hmm.
8: Why can can you, you do that? Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could absolutely. Ecuador Habano. Uh, even those high primaries we use is a lot more abundant than. Yeah, but we've got to get a little zip to it because people expect the the cracking. The Aquitaine is actually a stronger cigar than yeah. the Pomagnan, yeah. More think, nicotine.
6: Yeah. yeah? You feel that way, Barry? I, Shaking I your agree. head, yeah? I agree. Yeah. Wow.
8: How about the Knuckle Dragger? The Knuckle Dragger uh, we make every week. Um, they sell faster than we can make them. Yeah, what was that
6: before the knuckle dragger? I mean, that that was the second name that was coming out, but there was a, a name before the knuckle dragger. Oh, the hairy knuckles. The hairy knuckles. Yeah. It didn't make it, thank God. <laughs> thank God the hairy That's knuckles. how uh, that's
5: how Mike lost his job as yes. the namer, huh? <laughs>
6: As the namer. Right now, let's find out what's up in the cigar world. It's
5: time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2 bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar
1: today. Well, this week, Terrence Riley has left Casada Cigars. We've heard a few rumblings about the company based in Dominican Republic, and we expect them to be back in the news in the near future. Michael Giannini, who spent 17 years at General before parting ways, has landed at Ventura Cigar Company, where he will be a brand ambassador for existing lines, as well as any new projects. Matt Booth of Room 101 fame has entered the spirits market with the launch of small batch gin. According to Booth, everyone's doing bourbon right now, but to be frank, bourbon is dead. Oh my God. With gin, the possibilities are infinite because of the botanical mix, and it retails for $26.95. This week, the FDA has sent out a package called This Is Our Watch to Tobacco Retailers. The package contains age verification calendars, stickers, and posters, and IPCPR sent out an email this week letting its members know that it is not mandatory to display any of this material in this mailing. And lastly, perhaps the firecracker's coming back. (laughs) And that's What's Up in the Cigar World. What's Up in the Cigar World was
5: brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the cigar of the year. Recluse Cigars is... What's up?
6: All right. We're smoking the Candela of the Roma Craft Cro-Magnon and um, the Fomorian. Fomorian. And uh, I do have a taste that I want to do before Jonathan says his, uh, in case you're anywhere in the direction I am. Salt and vinegar potato chips. Hell yeah.
5: Hang on a second.
6: Right? Without a doubt, salt and vinegar potato chips.
1: All right. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Huh? Once again, it took his validation before you got the heart.
6: That's all right. But he knows that he knows I'm right. It, it kills you, right? Very good. It doesn't kill I, me at all. Or I can go so really quick. Not the one. potato chip, but you know when all the crumbs at the bottom of the potato <laughs> chip, you So you open up, up a bag. bag. <laughs> so Last I got, thing, right?
8: I got one for you. You know in, in Nicaragua they have the Nakatamal. Yes. Um, and it's there's this like a banana leaf uh, that's wrapped around the mixture of meat and, and vegetables and beans and things that are inside. There's a, always a little piece of the leaf that's stuck to some chicken. Yes. It's kind of like that, that kind of smoked, <laughs> yes. burnt chicken. Yes. And this this you, is why I can't do a diet. I'm yes. salivating at the thought.
6: All right, so we're going to go to break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to include you guys in a classic three-way, which I know Skip uh, gets into. He he yells at the computer and uh, says these guys don't know what they're talking about. Now we'll see what happens here. Uh, We'll be back with the uh, debonair segment more. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
2: Smoky
0: Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smoky Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you too with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smoky Joe's invites you to to feel the inspiration of fashion. From an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship, Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best: innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's smoking jackets available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com. That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com. Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority you
6: let's talk a little about rough rider cigars so here is where the motorcycle culture meets cigar nation this badass looking cigar uses the name rough but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time even before lighting one you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor smooth and creamy resembling slightly sweetened butter outstanding
1: rough rider cigars the following message is brought to you by drew estate drew estate the rebirth of cigars in the new drew diplomat app join me barry stein from the cigar authority on drew diplomat as you know i am quite partial to liga Provada number nine from drew estate so join me for a liga and share your experience with drew estate And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android.
0: To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit drewdiplomat.com. That's drewdiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
11: Since 1903, when La Aurora cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like TwoGuysCigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company
0: It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network.
3: Raised in Cuba and steeped in the rich tradition of the Fernandez cigar legacy, A.J. Fernandez produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua, ensuring superior quality. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez Cigars de Nicaragua are managed under the watchful eye of A.J. Fernandez himself. Through a fusion of inherited techniques and learned patience, A.J. Fernandez filler tobaccos are grown from prized seeds which are proprietary only to the Fernandez family. Perhaps the most essential quality of the A.J. Fernandez line of cigars, such as New World, Enclave and Last Call, is the perspective and motivation of A.J. Fernandez, as well as the history of the Fernandez family. Enjoy the continuing legacy of A.J. Fernandez cigars.
10: Hi, this is Nick Perdomo. Hi, this is Nicholas Perdomo Jr. From Perdomo Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network.
6: And we are back, broadcasting live from the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar set. Gentleman Jonathan is going to do it debonair style. we got a classic three-way, letters in the mailbox and more. Welcome back, everybody. So we're smoking the Roma Craft again. What is this exactly called? Fumarion. Fumarian. Fumarian. Not the size, but the line.
4: There's only one size. That's it. That's it. Five by 56. Yeah. Okay.
8: Fumarion was like an, an early modern Irishman. It's kind of like the caveman version of, you know, the red-headed caveman.
6: From the caveman days? Yeah, that's... Okay, yeah, it's so the, back it's, to the Cro-Magnon days, and right, this is the yeah. connection of what it is. So we're smoking the ginger,
5: a.k.a. <laughs> the Mr. Jonathan. Right. Mr. Jonathan, Jonathan if he, if he had hair, it would be red. Yeah, he,
6: used yeah. to be a redhead.
4: So there's a size in Cro-Magnon called EMH, which stands for Early Modern Human.
6: Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah.
4: So that's where it's from.
6: Okay, all right. Um... So uh Skip, I got to know you on our trip to Cuba a few years ago. Have you have you gone back?
8: I I don't know if I'm am I allowed to go back. I know yeah. that's <laughs> a, because you hung out with me. <laughs> it was, it, there was an inquisition and uh people heads rolled.
6: Heads rolled? Yeah. Heads so. rolled, but you went you went back?
8: Yeah, that was my second trip to, okay. to Cuba. I had I had gone in in 97 and uh not really not some things had changed and some things changed a lot. I I really enjoyed that trip because
1: it was, an, it, was a, it was a I was 100 percent a consumer on that trip right. so it was
8: it was a great
6: experience.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you I've been back e- each year since then
6: and they are improving. You know I, I don't know if if they took it to heart or uh, they just said um, you know. We're seeing the sales that happen in Europe again that, you know, uh, the Europeans are uh, seeing that it's not necessarily the greatest cigars. They have a gr- I think they have a great product, which is the tobacco itself, unique in its way of whatever. But they need to step it up when it comes to the quality of what their cigars are. You get good ones, you get bad ones, you know.
8: I mean, that's true in Nicaragua. That's true in the Dominican. I think uh, the difference is, is if you make a, a, a cigar that has consistent quality issues in Nicaragua, you won't stay around for very Correct. long. Correct and for some reason the cuban cigars persist i mean they've dropped off a lot i mean the i remember four or five years ago the production was almost to 200 million and now it's down below 80 million correct and, and i think maybe 20 million of those are consumed in the u.s so yeah i look f- i think fidel castro uh, passing on to the next world yeah. probably has a lot to do with the advancement of of, of progress in in cuba but um I don't know, there's good things about Cuba. I mean, you know, people, people talk a lot, especially people from South Miami talk, or South Florida talk a lot about Cuba in a negative way, but a lot of them have never been there, and they're just speaking. Um, uh, I know. got a
6: lot of that. Everybody told me how, how wrong I was, and I said, so you've been there, and they said, well, no. Well, yeah,
8: and, and, and those same people, you say, okay, well, hold on a second. Don't you own a business that pays really low wages in yeah. a socialist country with a lot of corruption. You know, it's like, well, what are you talking about? Right. You know, um, Nicaragua's not perfect. Uh, Texas is not perfect. So, yeah, um,
5: pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. damn good.
8: <laughs> but uh, I think uh, you know the, the real, and everyone says this, and it's become a little bit more. It's become a little overused, but being able to blend Cuban tobacco with other tobaccos is the real goal it's not about smoking cuban cigars uh at least not for me yeah. so the the thing that cuban tobacco has in my opinion and a lot, i think a lot of people share this opinion is it, there's no other tobacco that can that has the same uh, uh from an aroma perspective yeah. very aromatic the, yeah you yeah. can smell it right so when you when Which you means you can taste it right when you use cuban tobacco Um, what you're really trying to, you know, when you're blending a cigar and you go, okay, well, this is too mild. I need to put something that's a little stronger or this one, this one's not burning. Well, I got to put a thinner leaf in really when, when you're blending with Cuban tobacco, what you're trying to do is kind of offset a negative aromatic character. Yeah. You're not really trying to get Cuban flavor because you put 50% Cuban filler inside of a cigar with Esli Lajero and you're not going to taste the Cuban tobacco. But it'll definitely smell a lot better yeah. from, from that perspective. Yeah. That's one thing about Candela is it has a very acrid uh, smell. Yeah. Uh, and you were asking if you were blindfolded if you could tell. All you would have to do is smell no, it. You yeah. would know. Yeah.
6: yeah. So it's very interesting. Uh, right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars.
0: They're coming to take me away. haha. They're coming
2: to take me away. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. ha To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away!
1: <laughs> Make it good, Barry. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. This week we have two stories from the pitch in europe the first comes from spain where spanish soccer player mariano batolo suffered an injury at the hands or cleats of his own teammate who caught him in the family jewels the cleat caused the man's penis to split open like a cooked sausage and he required 10 stitches yes mr jonathan 10 stitches (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile in england in the 83rd minute of the match Salford city goalkeeper sam crocombe was overcome by the urge to relieve himself. The goalkeeper jumped behind the advertising boards and proceeded to urinate, causing him to receive a red card and get tossed from the match. Personally, we think the punishment should have fit the crime, and he should have been awarded a yellow card. (laughs) That's not only insane, it's asylum.
0: They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho. Hee hee haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful
6: all the time. he ah, didn't disappoint the skip. That was for you. I'll tell you this, the first guy won't be powerballing for a while. No, he will not. <laughs> By the way, that's
8: this is my favorite segment of the yeah, entire yeah. show. <laughs> and and I can tell you that Lazuka... I I know for a fact that he feels like he's getting a lot more bang for his buck (laughs) out out
6: of that segment. It is. It is. Next week, um, we're going to celebrate 25 years of Cigar Aficionado. We're going to dig into issue number one, which I still have a copy of. We'll go page by page, and as an extra added bonus, no Mr. Jonathan. He's on vacation. There's no
5: need to cheer out there.
6: (laughs) The following week, it's the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. This will be the top cigars. That uh, we'll choose as contenders and uh, ask you to help us determine what the cigar of the year is. The following week, November 25th, our 400th episode. 400 shows. Hard to believe. And a special gift for our listeners if they want to uh, partake in that. So that that's upcoming shows that are coming here real soon. Um, while you're enjoying life till it's full, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentlemanlike, here you go. Gentleman Jonathan.
10: Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. am a gentleman. You need a gentleman?
3: <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seat belts. Switch on your
10: And this
5: is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a Debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. And gentlemen, it's time to drop the statement, it's not my fault. If you leave your house late and get stuck in traffic, it actually is your fault because you left the house late. It is your fault, especially if you're married, own it, baby. Own it. The question is, are you debonair or not?
8: I don't know. These segments have started to sound a little accusatory. <laughs> it's not to me, though. But Is, it, is that debonair?
6: Yeah, it, it's not debonair, but uh, he can't help himself. But <laughs> you, you know exactly who that goes to? This was written long <laughs> after Skip showed up late. Yeah. <laughs> I mean before. I mean before so uh we have an, a first ever event we did and somebody must be doing this uh but we thought we'd try it for the first time ever it's ladies night so we're going to open up uh the shop for the, just the ladies and um Cindy Saka is going to actually host us from debonair from uh, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Yvonne Rami. Is say how you say her last name? She's a cigar so. enthusiast, a blogger, and now working for Dunbutton Tobacco on our own. Jessica Finari is going to uh, join us uh, as a cigar expert. And uh, just ladies, they're going to have wine. They're going to smoke cigars, learn a little See, about I, cigars.
5: I think, I think Jessica's the wrong choice
6: for that. You want to have, like, a hunk in here. So if we could get Barry with his shirt off or something, yeah. some tassels.
7: Uh, I and just maybe we
6: could sell some tickets because this is actually, I'm, I'm bringing it up. Uh, even though we're talking to an international uh, group of people, audience that's here. Um, if there's anybody um, listening, a locally. woman you, locally, um, because this is not going well. Usually, we we sell out, you know, eighty percent right off the bat when something comes out. This is November seventeenth, so it's not that far away. Uh, tickets are twenty dollars. It includes two cigars, a of lighter, wine tasting, hors d'oeuvres. It's a really good deal. If anybody's interested. Go to Two Guys Smoke Shop or give us a call and, and get yourself in there. Uh, maybe invite all your girlfriends with you, have a night out. Uh, but I'm trying to get the next segment of uh, people. You're with, trying to double your business. Double your business. Getting double the business. Smoke <laughs> guys. Be, because truly it is, for us, it, it's 99.9% of our business is male. So one thing I'll say is I, I think it's a guy thing. The guys like the aroma when it comes to cigars. Well, ask
4: them to bring their spouses. Just send their spouses,
6: and, and, if but, they have them. <coughs> a guy comes in, in the early early today, he's got two little kids with him, a little boy and a little girl. And he walks in to get his box of cigars and the little boy is looking around as soon as he walks in and the little girl goes right to her nose and holds her nose. And she doesn't mean anything by it because she, you know, it's as innocent as it can possibly be. She does not like it. The little boy likes it. see I don't know. I just think it's a it's a guy. Guys like what it is. I don't know how you feel about the aroma of uh burning candles scented candles. I can't stand it. I hate it. It bothers me yet the women go in and they love it and they, we have candle stores around here that they go in and walk around so well,
8: sugars and sugar and spice and everything nice, yeah. yeah. snails and puppy dog tails and and that's
6: who we are so we're we're different right but we're trying it anyway so we'll we'll see how that goes Um, but I want to get to uh, this classic day in classic history because all the manufacturers always say it to me I hear it all the time that uh, oh I hear that those guys they mess up all the time and they they don't know what they're doing and why they're not paying attention so I want to bring you guys into it so in fairness to you I think we will have Perfect. you two work together as a team. You're a team. So Mr. Jonathan, Roma Craft, and Barry Stein. Is that a, is that a fair competition? Sure. And you guys to, you can talk out loud. You can scribble. But the key is there's a pen there for you. You've got to scribble your number down. You don't wait until you hear what one of them says and then play the little game of going one below. Well, you, you write it down.
8: That's what I'm going to do. Yep. So.
6: <laughs> he's already. He's already. He already
5: knows how to cheat. Like,
6: one dollar. Watch, I've, I've watched Price is Right. Yeah.
7: Yeah.
6: <laughs> okay, this classic day in classic history is brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard
5: of epic rap battles.
7: No.
5: But now it's time for the no. epic battle.
9: Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes.
5: For this day,
9: Tell
0: anyone about this, I'll God. kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
5: In classic history,
10: it Is looking at you, kid.
5: Brought to you by <laughs> Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All Classic Cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar.
0: You like that, baby? Let him for where that came from, yeah!
5: Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet sun-grown and nutty overtones. <coughs> that's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com, that's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar.
6: Today is November 4th. Mr. Jonathan, are you the champion? I have no idea. I think so, maybe. Probably right. not. But we're going with it anyways. All right, we're gonna go with it. So we'll work our way down, and I'm gonna move spaces at that point. So it's gonna go first to Mr. Jonathan. Matthew McConaughey is an actor, director, producer, and writer. He gained notice for his breakout role in the coming of age movie, Dazed and Confused. Matthew McConaughey, born today, what Uh, year? 1970 is my guess. 1970, without going over. 1967. 67, Barry. 1968. 68 for the point. 69. 69 is right. Okay, missed
5: it by that much.
6: So Barry gets (coughs) a point and we have six questions here so now it's Caught going to directly be
1: directly into the mic, I I the mic. right into I lift, it I lift the mic up I have acid reflux induced
6: asthma it's going over to Romacraft right now Sean John Combs also known for his stage name as Puff Daddy Puffy P Diddy Diddy and he is the American actor Rapper singer songwriter record producer and entrepreneur. He was born in Harlem and raised in Mount Vernon, New York Born today Puff Daddy, no pressure 1973 73
5: says 71 Berry. 71. I already have it written down. I'm splitting the difference 72.
6: Everybody is over at 69 a- Same exact birth date as Matthew <coughs> McConaughey same exact so no points there, and it goes over to Barry. Duncoffin
1: Barry. Yes, I am. Doubt I it. think. Kathleen
6: <inaudible> Griffin. Kathleen Griffin, American stand-up comedian and actress. She starred in several comedy specials and cable TVs and released sev- several comedy albums. She disrespected the president with the photo of her beheading him. You know who she is. What Na- year was she born? 1962. 62, Mr. J. I have the same exact answer. 62. Same answer. I think we're going for two points here. All right. 68. Everybody is over. 1960. 1960. Everybody is over. A lot tougher than it is. Isn't it tougher? <laughs> So this goes over to Mr. I mean, you're asking,
8: you're asking me about idiots that say stupid stuff about the president. You're not asking us about him. <coughs> g-
6: I gave you Puff Daddy. I thought that was a slam dunk for you. <laughs> he, he's also he, an he idiot. Okay. You, we went yeah. into the, you love rap, and here's the guy. Well, so. Who's
8: next, Kanye West?
5: <laughs> he's not allowed to be mentioned on the show because oh, okay. I hate him.
6: <laughs> okay. And he's not a rapper. He sucks. <laughs> Ralph Macchio, Jr., Oh, okay. American actor, best known for his role as Daniel Larusso in *The Karate Kid*, Eugene in *Crossroads*, uh, Gam- Billy Gambini and *My Cousin Vinny*, and Johnny, Kate, and the Outsiders. *The Karate Kid*. What year was he born?
5: Mr. Jonathan. No, Jonathan. it's them. Oh, they're up. Nineteen sixty-seven.
6: Sixty-seven. 66. 66. Me and Barry on the same page, 66. And everybody is over, 61. You've got to be kidding me. So, so far, we have one point by Barry. That's it. <laughs> Barry, you're
1: up. Riveting radio.
6: It is. Loretta Jane Swift is an American stage and television actress. Known as her character role, Swift is best known for portraying Major, Margaret, Hutlips Lips, Houlihan, and MASH, and won two Emmys on it what year was she born 41 41 38 38 39 39 everybody is over you've got to be kidding me 37.
5: i missed it by one so point that so is all times. the questions
6: and I have the tiebreaker here so I'm going to go to the tiebreaker although Barry should just be the winner here but I'll go to the tiebreaker no I have actually I have one more I have two more I'll go to um Barry this is you Art Carney American actor and Singer Died in 2003, best known as Norton, on the Honeymooners with Jackie Gleason. Art Carney. What year was he born?
1: Doing the math, and we got
6: 1921. They do a lot of work, and then they never get no points. Go ahead. Do the math. Do the Uh, math. 1917. 1917. I'm going. You're not getting any help from your your partner over here. 421 A.D. (laughs)
7: 421
6: <laughs> A.D. Mr. Jonathan take the point at 1917 because it was 1918. He didn't go uh, over. He gets a point. Very close to almost two points. Victory has been snatched. So, away. so we have a tie, and I do have a tiebreaker or if redemption. You get two points. You get two points and win. Right? What's you like get that? two points and win. And this is somebody in the cigar industry. Oh, God. I think you all know. And his birthday is today. Omar De Fries. Omar De Fries, the dancing champion. I don't know if you know about that. He did the Pants Off Dance Off and won against Mr. Jonathan. That's what he's most known for, but also for Tello Cigars. Omar De Fries, Seven. born today. Seven. And, and this goes to who, Barry? It uh, goes to me. It goes to you. I'm
5: waiting for them to write their answer down because I don't want them playing playing me. They're doing a little... Right, uh, Mike, Mike's going to answer he's this. He's self. taking a the headphones
6: puddle. off. They're taking this very serious, folks. I'm going 1970. Nineteen seventy. Well, you don't have to go for us, but that's all right. I'll,
5: all I'll right. go. He's saying seventy, but I'm. Uh, I already have it written down. He and I are the same amount of years
6: old. Nineteen seventy-eight.
1: Wow. I got seventy-one.
6: Seventy-one. Somebody's got two points, Mr. John Jonathan. Jonathan. Thank you. Same yep. age as Omar's my man. But are those space years? Are those? They are. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Jonathan is our champion. Three points. You guys got nothing.
4: He looks old
6: for his age. Skip was talking crap me. about this <laughs> earlier in the day, saying that these guys don't. All have I it. know is, I said these. guys... Well, every
8: other show I watch, it's like historical figures and people who have invented things, and now we're talking about
6: <laughs> Sean Puffy Combs, movie stars. I, and- I, I asked you before to make sure these were your right, <laughs> and right per- guys. Do
4: you remember the conversation we had yesterday when you said Producer. I was going to? was ready to come in and tell them they all suck and I'm better than them and everything we were ready for that we, we had that conversation and that speech was ready and yeah we just put that away We the just next got time. Yeah. It's,
7: okay.
4: <laughs> it's
6: better when you know the answers I realize that but that's not how the game is being played so you, you getting any taste other than, the, than uh, the salt and vinegar potato chips that I nailed
5: <coughs> no You've impregnated my mind.
8: I'll tell you something interesting we're doing at the factory. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever done this before, but we're working on using salt in different parts of the process to see if we can get uh, a cigar that has uh, that saltiness to it, like salted caramel or...
6: Are you adding water to the salt? We're doing put, a lot of different
8: things. Okay, I mean, we're adding it. Because uh, it's do you want to give mo- us your
5: secret recipe right here in the air? No one's listening. Well, <laughs> we haven't
8: we haven't perfected it. There's but it's going
5: to
6: take the moisture out,
5: right?
8: Yeah, there's a sh- no. Well, there's a chef, uh, Darren Remy, a friend of mine who owns Finca a La Mesa, and, and uh, he had this idea, and I said this is the dumbest idea ever. Shall but the, last time, this, <laughs> <laughs> the la- so last time I said this, the so last time I said that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, Jim Robinson was talking to me about, oh. about how he, he had this idea of using a, a, cigar, a tobacco leaf instead of cellophane, and now he sells more cigars than we do. So wow. I didn't want to just, you know, don't dismiss pull, pull the idea. Don't it, right?
6: Yeah. Wow. No, I have never heard of that. I, I taste salt, but I, I, don't, I have never seen anybody actually use it. Yeah. What you're not tasting is hand soap. No. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what I will say at Roma Craft is in their bathrooms, they have toilet paper and hand soap. We And they used, do. and there's somebody testing to make sure it's we as do. clean as possible. That may not be the fact. Everywhere. I'm
8: not talking about anybody else. That's right. I, just, I just know that we, we are we focused on... Uh, having as little amount of fecal matter as possible. Here we go. And, and, and yeah.
1: Way to sell the cigars. We, have we the should least print that right fecal on the box. Yeah. I, want a, I want a
6: stamp. The Guaranteed least f- amount of fecal matter. Not, not none, but the least yeah. amount. <laughs> or, or, organic.
1: Our cigars glu- glu- don't taste like gluten
8: because and, there is
6: no. and, and fecal
8: matter free. GMO and maybe they're
6: going to lose that little twang it had. You know? There was a little something to that. So, guys, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on us. the show and, and spending uh, two days with us here at uh, Two Guys. Uh, anything, you can't come out with new things, right? Is there anything you can tell us? Maybe new things coming to Europe? Yeah, we have three sizes.
8: Um, I think the newest thing is is we, we had released it before, but we started doing the 4x46 Neanderthal uh, for events. You guys had a lot of those here. The hox yeah. And, and you can and come out a with a regular, regular production. Yeah, it's the Human Genome, the HoxD. That's a great little cigar. Um, if you like the neanderthal in a, in a quick little four by forty six
6: how about that little mixture pack
8: that's great the catador yeah um, is
6: that something that could be sold year round yeah
8: we do we've done catadores in uh perfecto panatella grand robusto petit robusto um uh grand Corona so we can release those that is a
6: nice little pack yeah it's great I got one
8: yeah well what we had you? we had yesterday a guy who was kind of a little on the you know wasn't sure about what to try and that that little 60 dollar thing you can try every blend that we make so it's great 10 pack right yeah 10 cigars two of each
6: does that have a name that pack itself
8: those those types of packaging or samplers are called catadors so it's catador and that one's the catador the the petite corona. Petite
5: corona
6: awesome look for that too you know um when you guys
5: you guys take a shot of bourbon and then after the the burn goes away after the finish
6: bourbon's dead yeah don't you know it's all gin
5: but that's what i'm getting uh, on on this Fumarian, the finish of bourbon.
8: Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting too, uh, which I could go into after. But the that uh, distillate kind of uh, flavor, more that's from because you're getting the aroma from the candela, I think, and even though you're not tasting it on your palate, it's influencing the
1: finish on the on on the draw. So you can tell for a, a haters who, out here. This is this is damn good. I got to say. I got I to gotta gotta give it to for you.
5: For a skip for a guy that kind of poo-poos people that taste flavors because you taste the individual tobaccos. You're pretty on board with the reason why I'm tasting what I'm tasting.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, he me, doesn't make it up. He really does taste these things. I,
8: well, the, the difference is is I think what you're really trying to do is describe to people in a way that they'll understand what you're in, uh, experiencing. So and that's a very genuine, genuine way of doing it. I think a lot of people who come up with flavors, not to mention any specific blogs, but, but are you, <laughs> <to start>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the, the the review goes. I don't know if you've ever seen my review of uh, reviews.
5: I laughed <laughs> out loud. Yeah. About ten times while <laughs> reading
8: it. Yeah. You know, you, they use verbs like simple and linear and not super complex, and then there's 67 flavor descriptors, and I, I don't, I
6: can't reconcile those two things. Yeah, one thing doesn't go well. guys, thanks again for joining us. Uh, Next week, it was 25 years ago that issue number one of Cigar Aficionado crossed my desk. Actually, I didn't even have a desk. 25 years ago, but it came in, and I read it cover to cover, not once, but twice. We're going to open it up after 25 years and go through it page by page without Mr. Jonathan. So until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you've learned an
5: awful lot of things in the last two hours, thanks to our friends at Roma Craft. But always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth.